Hello, I am Melissa Crook, and I want to welcome you to the Feel Podcast. This is episode one. We are here. We are excited. Um, when I say we, I've got uh, my small team that you'll get to meet over the next few episodes. I'm going to introduce you to them. We are just, we're super excited to be here. Uh, I feel like we have some great content to share with you. I hope that you, it's something you find encouraging and challenging and affirming and that you just enjoy coming on this journey with us. I'm going to talk about today who I am, again, why I'm here and why I felt compelled to start this, to go on this journey. So we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, the month that I turned 50, which was September of 2019, we were two weeks into our latest move to Lubbock, Texas. Uh, we've lived all over the country. Brady, my husband, works in higher ed administration. So we, we've lived all over the place. First time moving without kids in like 27 years. So kind of our first empty nest move. Two daughters in college, one married, all in their various range of 20s. And this was going to be our first start into our new season. I, however, had a little curveball. I ended up in the ER twice over a 10-day period with various symptoms, including racing heartbeat, sky-high blood pressure, and a bladder control issue. Lots of fun. After scores of tests and a trip to the cardiologist, it was determined that outside of hormones due to menopause, there was nothing seriously physically wrong with me. There was, however, a serious issue with anxiety, codependency, performing and producing for approval, intrusive thoughts around health, and no peace or contentment in my life, despite my very faith-based life. Thus began my journey in connecting the dots to how unprocessed, denied, stuffed, disassociated feelings and emotions have a direct effect on our physical health and our emotional and spiritual peace. I will tell you that this is these problems or issues, I would say layers, let's call them my layers, and we'll get into that a little bit later, that I was dealing with were things that I was mostly in denial about. I would not have told you I had codependent relationships. I would not have told you two years ago that I suffered from anxiety. I would tell you that I was anxious and that I worried because the world was a scary place and was throwing us a lot of challenges. And of course, I'm worried and anxious because how could I not be? I always had an explanation for it. This is something that I've really dealt with throughout my whole life, and I've always been able to explain it away with various circumstances. And my husband really challenged me on that. He's like, I think your body's trying to tell you something. I think this is a wake-up call. It might be time for you to finally put yourself first, get into some counseling, and start taking care of yourself and getting to the bottom of how you got here. You've had your body looked over from head to toe physically, yet you're still having these symptoms. So I, while I believe that it's definitely true that menopause is playing a role, and I, I was able to get into a good holistic doctor, he put me on blood pressure medication, he put me on a holistic, more organic, I guess, uh, hormone replacement therapy. We did some different supplements for various issues I was having with sinuses and you know, stomach, you know, acid reflux kind of stuff, all that stuff. 
But even within that, I was still having these issues with escalated blood pressure early in the day from the moment I got out of bed, tight chest, those whole things. And it was really, I found out through this journey, all connected to those issues that I talked about above. So quite, quite eye-opening for me. And I think that a lot of women at my age kind of have this similar experience. I'm going to talk in I statements. I don't want to project my experience onto anyone else, but I'm not the first one that I've heard tell this story. So we're going to talk about how we got here and how I want to help earlier generations not get there, address these issues out front now so that you are not landing in these spaces. And if you're in my age group, deal with them, get your life back. Don't be afraid to to pay attention to yourself and, and get to the bottom of why you got here. All right. One of the things I'm going to do, because I talked about earlier how performance was a, anxiety was a big part of and pleasing and people being happy with what I was doing was a big part of my issues. And I think that is largely connected to our culture's kind of, I don't know, definition of who we are and how people are introduced. People are introduced traditionally on shows by all the things they've done. And that's, that's great, but that's not who we are. That's what we're doing. And so I want to flip the script on that. And I will be introducing each guest by their character traits rather than their accolades and experiences, because I really want to send the message that who we are and where our value is based is not in what we do, but what our character traits are and and how we were created. And then that what they do piece will be featured in the show notes. And I believe it'll come up organically in our conversations as well as we talk about their life and their stories and experiences. But I really want to start off by introducing via character traits, because I think it's by having those conversations, we can really flip the script on how we define ourselves um, and, and do it in a more accurate, authentic way. All right. Why feel? Why did I choose that for the name? I fell in love with the word feel early on. I wanted that to be the word that was an acronym was built out of because I feel like, there we go, no pun intended, that a negative connotation has been put on feel and we put feeling on the back burner and it's like, oh, I can deal with that later or feeling is weak or I don't have time to feel. I got things to do and we don't give it what it needs and it, and, and it takes courage to feel. We disassociate and we compartmentalize and we don't finish feeling out all the emotions and feelings that are going through our body from the different experiences that we have. And some of these things are very traumatic And so we go from experience to experience, and we decide that when the experience is over, it's time to move on. And the experience itself may be over, but that does not mean that you're done processing the feelings and emotions that that brought up. And it's in doing that that we move those out of our body and and process them so they don't become stored up issues in our body, which later resonate into stored up physical issues. So I wanted feel to be at the forefront. And then around that, uh, the, te- my, the team and I came up with, shout out to Valencia San Luis, our producer, who helped us land on this final idea of finding empowerment, embracing layers. And I just was like, yep, that's it. I love that. 
I, I, I want us all to find our empowerment. I want us to embrace our layers, all the things that make up who we are, all the negative experiences, hard experiences, joyful experiences. We tend to want to like get rid of yucky stuff. And the yucky stuff is part of what made us who we are. We may, of course, don't want to walk through it again, but it's all part of what created who we are today. So embracing all those layers, all those parts of us, and then just making sure that we are in this moment operating from the best, most healthy place we can while continuing to learn. Because what is best and healthy for me now, it doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be what's best and healthy for me in 10 years. And so that I'm continuing to learn and embrace my layers and continuing to evolve to be all the time the best, most current, authentic, healthy self I can be. All right, with each guest, we're going to have some talking points that we're going to review. So everybody has their own unique story, absolutely, and we're going to really dive into that. But within that, have some similar um, talking points so that we kind of stay on that task of hearing about people's stories, how, hearing about how they're living out feel in their lives. And through that, I hope you can learn some different ways that maybe resonate with you and their stories and that you can apply to yourself. Um, first of all, we're going to talk about how to prioritize self-care in your life and what that looks like for each person. And it looks different for everybody, but it's important that you do that. And self-care, that means getting enough rest. That means making sure you have some kind of a regime that works for you in terms of working trauma and stress from the just daily life out of your body, whether it's walking, yoga, meditation, breathing exercises. I work all of those into mine. I have a 50 minute regime that incorporates all of that every day. That may not be what's best for you. You might want to spread it out throughout the day, or you might be a swimmer, or you might be a runner, or you might like, I've never really exercised. You might want to try Pilates or dancing. Maybe you're a dancer, but finding that thing that really works that stuff out so that everything's getting fully processed in that physical way, as well as mindfulness in, in meditation through prayer, meditation through just quieting your mind, all, you know, breathing exercises, those things that you do when you feel stress rising up in your body and you need to ground yourself and, and refocus and collect yourself. Having that care in place and that rest, again, that rest. I'm like one o'clock Sunday afternoon every week. I, 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 I shut down from the world. Essentially. I, don't talk on the phone. I'm not on social media. I'm not on the computer. I might be watching a favorite TV program or a movie. I might be reading. I might be taking a nap. I might go for a walk, but I'm not, but I'm, I, but that I'm doing whatever looks like rest for me. Maybe that's a hike for you. Maybe that is working in your flower beds. You'll never find me there in my flower beds, but that might be restful for you, but finding that thing that's restful and being committed to it every week. So that self-care that allows you to go into the week or go into every day feeling your best, most authentic, rested self so that you are not giving from, you know, resentment, exhaustion, martyr complex, those kinds of things. Confidently setting boundaries, which is very closely tied to this, like my boundary with one o'clock on Sunday, I, I love you all, but this is my time to rest. So 
I will talk to you another time, maybe, you know, seven o'clock on Wednesday or something, but this is my boundary. That's something I had no clue about a few years ago. Um, I would say even a year ago is when I really started establishing boundaries. So we're going to talk about confidently setting boundaries and how you explain that. It's easy to talk about that with people who are already doing that themselves, but how do you talk to people about that when you express a boundary and they seem frustrated with that boundary because they're not exercising that way, that they're not putting that exercise into their life? How do you have those conversations in an empathetic way without sacrificing the boundary that you need to have? Uh, we're going to talk about taking care of our emotional health as much as our physical health. Like I said earlier, those things are tied and they play off each other. They're not separate. How can we support ourselves and other women in living unapologetically? Stop saying sorry for everything, ladies. We are not responsible for taking care of the world, every, you know, everyone else around us. If your kid had a bad day at school, that is not your fault. <laughs> Ask them about it. Have them talk you through it. And, and be there and be a listening ear, but don't say, I'm sorry, because you didn't cause that. It, it wasn't your, you, there's nothing you could have done about that. So um, we're going to talk about living in, a, in that virtual way, but also living in our, our best authentic selves without feeling like we have to explain ourselves or justify why we're choosing ourselves. So we'll get into that. The importance of setting and coming back to your why and everything you do. There's a lot of good things out there for us to do, but they're not all meant for us. And I think as women, we we just keep doing, oh, that's a good thing. Well, that's a good thing. Well, that's a good thing. And we don't, again, set boundaries like I talked about earlier. And a way that you can really get to whether it's something you should be engaged with or not is what is your why behind it? And really in, in investigating the why. And I learned that really well from my daughters who learned that really well from Megan Locklear, their friend and mentor. Um, and we're going to dive into that because that really helps you nail down what it is you should and shouldn't be doing. It helps you make decisions when something's presented to you of what is my why? Why would I do that? And that will help. It's, get, it's a great compass. And I think we don't live out of that enough. Uh, growing out of expectations. Everyone around you has expectations. You are only responsible to yourself, though. You know, God created you to be your unique self, to live out of who you were created to be. And you set, you get to decide and set those expectations. But we as women too many times live out of the worlds, the cultures, the churches, the workplaces, the families' expectations of us. And we, that's where we, again, we don't have boundaries and we don't prioritize self-care. So it's really important. We live from our true authentic selves and our expectations. We accept all the layers of ourselves. We all have things in our life that we wish didn't happen, that we wish we didn't do, didn't experience, but they also help make us who we are. We are also a lot more layered and complex than I think that we allow ourselves to be or, or that we own up to. So accepting all those layers and not letting other people define those for you, but really diving into who you are and learning about yourself, who you are, and you defining those and, and, and accepting those. Um, and then cultivating healthy relationships with others. If we do not, I don't believe if we don't do these things above that I've talked about, that we're going to be very healthy. And if we're not healthy, we're not going to have healthy relationships with others. We're going to have relationships out of codependency, 
out of trying to keep people happy around us, out of their acceptance or approval of us, defining how we feel about ourselves. And those that's just not a recipe for healthy relationships. So we're going to talk about cultivating healthy relationships. And I firmly believe it's by doing these other things that we've talked about first, being our healthiest self, that we then can have healthy relationships. But it's, it's, it's a lot more complicated than that. And we'll talk about that. Um, I'm going to introduce you to a variety of people that I have a various level of relationship and association with, who in my experience with them, live out their best lives with true intent and health in their own unique way. And I can't wait for you to meet all these people. They're from all walks of life, all parts of the country, ethnicities, faith backgrounds, and I'm really excited for you to meet them. Um, I'm passionate about the power of story and the impact it can have on us when we take the time to listen, learn from, and respect each other's stories. I believe there's a problem in this country right now and in this culture of believing that if it's not part of my story, then it's not happening. And I think we've seen in the last year more and more that that's just not true. That's just not the case. We all have unique, powerful stories. And when we put a story behind what's happening and a person's experience, rather than just a stat or something you read in a book, it becomes real for us. And all of a sudden it becomes, oh, that's another human. That's another, that's another being that was created by God in, in God's image, just like me, that's having this experience. That's not okay. What are we doing about it? Rather than like, oh, no, I'm not having that experience, so it can't be happening. Um, and I think that also, by listening to each other's stories and learning from them, that also empowers us to be our best selves and to share our story. And that's, and that's part of why I'm here is to sh share my story and the stories of others and encourage you to share yours. So I hope you'll join me on this journey. Um, the next two episodes will be with my three daughters and my husband and what I've learned from them, which I've referred to earlier. And then in the epi another episode after that, you'll meet my wonderful producer, Valencia San Luis. And then we will we'll roll out the schedule from there. But we're super excited to be on this journey with you. And, and we hope you'll join us. Take care and have a great week.